You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is some of my best friends are Kabbalists. I'm here with Rav Nelson Nofaglik in Ashkelon, where I'm speaking here from New Jersey. I'm Avram Kibalevich here. It's uh, somewhat mid-morning. Rav Nelson, it's already quite, already in Dark. of Mekubal. Okay, so let's start with, go, let's start with, I'm going, I'm about to go to the mikvah. Uh, Mekubal is going to go to the mikvah, and then he's going to put on his talit and tefillin. Give us a sense of what's going on in his mind. Well, okay. So before I say anything, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me over because it's always a it's always a pleasure for me. And um, for anybody who's listening, thank you for listening. It, uh, it brightens my day to know that uh, something that I say might be meaningful to other people. And um, after that uh, kind of introduction, I I would have to say I can't really tell you how it would be for any given Mekubal, there's many, many Mekubalim and they have different attitudes and different, different approaches to things. I can, I can either speak about what it, how it works for me or, or how it works for, for somebody else. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a little, I'll do a little breakdown. Okay. Um, the, the distinction between, between, let's say the school of the Baal Shem Tov, and the school of the Sephardi Mekubalim um, begins basically with with a distinction that according to the the Sephardi Mekubalim, and by the way, you can't put everybody in the same basket with this, okay? Because there are grades and there are shades and there you know and there are mutual influences that go back and forth. But but if you if you the archetypes don't actually exist in a pure form anywhere. But if you figure archetypic thinking our archetypically what are the sheetas so you know you have to remember that the 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 Sephardish Mekubalim are extremely technical and they believe that it is not in our it's not in our um what's the word that I'm looking for it's, it's not in our domain or purview right to to try and understand anything that we're talking about when you learn Kabbalah you're using words that you know you don't understand but you can, to some extent, grasp the relationships between the words that you say because of the grammar that's involved. So you don't know what you're talking about, but you talk, but you talk a great deal, and sometimes you talk in tremendous detail. And the point of, of doing a kavana is to, is to take this tefillah that you're about to say or this action that you are about to do and point it or send it or come in, you know the the word kavana it comes from the chaven you know it's it's like it's it's um not so much intend intending as it is aligning you know zem chuvan this is the, these are these are two things that are aligned so you're trying to align your experience with something else that you have no idea what it is but you have to do it very 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 precisely because there's a precise you know, there's a there's a precise address where this thing needs to where this thing needs to go. And um, and I had one of my you know one of my one of my rebbies once told me that the that the chaven, it's like shooting an arrow at a target, 
and and knowing that you've got to hit the center of the target and you don't have not a millimeter of leeway either here or there. So there's a, there's a tremendous focus on, on, on getting the very, very, very specific a specific address right okay if i want the, you know if i want the letter to get to the right house and i have to put in the right address and the right street number and the right zip code and the okay and and all of this with tremendous tremendous attention to detail even if you don't know what you're talking about right so you will so let's have say, so let's say the person is um you know has let's say okay let's talk about your typical or atypical sparty makubal who um, is, knows he has to go to the mikvah and wants to go to the mikvah. So he, um, are there things, what sort of things are in his mind when he's uh, dipping in? Is there some sort of, uh, yeah, without getting into the, uh, the depth of all, every single well, thought, what would be going into his mind? The, probably what would be going into his mind is that, is that he is, you know, the, the situation in which he finds himself, okay, has some elements of a yichud of letter vav and letter hey of Hashem's name, which is also known as a yichud of Teferis Malchus, which is also known as, as a Zeranpin and, and Nukva, okay, or, or Zun in, in that language. But um, one, thing, one thing I would tell you for certain is that, is that, um, like one of the differences between a traditional Mokobal and and somebody who comes at it from an academic point of view is the you know the academics are going to be kind of tripped up by the by the Lahavdil Elif Havdolis, you know, the the sensuality of the whole theology of the you know the Tzad Zachor and the Tzad Nekev and the Yichud and you know and they and they and 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 to them there's a, there's a you know Kabbalah is a very erotic thing and and in fact from the point of view of Mikubalim it's highly unerotic because it has nothing to do with human you know with with human experience um, in that in that regard and you're not even allowed to think really about anything that reminds you of anything of any image because because that would be magshim. So you know that would be magshim, uh, you know, which is which is a terrible thing to do. On top of which, remember that we don't really we don't ever really know what we're talking about anyway. So it's very hard to be magshim. The only thing that you can do is you can imagine, let's say yud kevavke. You can imagine that, or you can you you know you can imagine all kinds of tzirufim of yud kevavke. But ultimately, you know, when you when you're when you're doing this mitzvah of going to the mikvah, you know, you can say you say this l'shem yichud kud shabrichu shchinte. Um, um, and just you know, to be graphic, the person would be saying that uh, before he disrobes, or he was saying that. Yeah, he would. But you know, he'd be he'd probably be thinking it more than saying it. You know, I mean, saying it anybody you know anybody can do it. It's, it's meaning it and intending it of course is so even thing. when he's but, even when he's in the raw about to be toyville there's there's an idea of the vav and the hay the chibur of 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 zer anpin and malchus in his mind when his body yeah. goes into the water yeah now but now now by the way svardim are generally very very makpid on having a private mikvah okay so you know, which you can, which you got, you know, if you have all these naked people jumping around in the water and everything, it's like, you know, what by, like, by Unzer meant. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's not, a, that's not appropriate for, that's not appropriate for Kavanaugh's. Okay. So, so Spartan have a, have a very, very big capeda of, of, uh, 
of uh, having a private mikvah. You know, even men have private mikvahs. You can, you can, you can and, see this. And, and what's the place like Ashkelon? Uh, so there shouldn't be any other people around you distracting your kavona. Some of these, oh, okay. Some guys hanging. Some guys hanging out naked in the mikvah, and you're going to be mechavin yud kevavke. Come on, really. Um, and you know, and and there's there is there is much more of a tendency to uh, to you know go into the mikvah with a towel around your waist, okay? Because because of because of these things. And we and don't we want that. And you, we don't want people going into the mikvah with a towel around their waist. They should go into the mikvah uh, pure and pure of thought. And the fact that there's people again, so all right. No, but yeah, but 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 you know, but once again, you're not allowed to make a bracha in front of your own genitalia. You know that. Yes. Okay. So so if you take so basically, I mean, presumably, if you're doing if you're if you're being mechave in this, then you don't have to worry about that so much because you're not you're not actually saying anything. But I know that some people are talking makbid, you know, to go in, uh, you know, to go into the mikveh at least before they before they dunk while they're thinking these things with a towel around their waist. I know, um, you know uh, you mentioned reason. about shemtiv and. Um, and I know that uh, from my readings from many years ago, that you know, there's always been this search for authentic Baal writing. What did he really write? Here's the letter that he wrote to Gershon Kittaber. Here's another letter. Mm. So other than that letter to Gershon Kittaber, and there's some other business letter that they have of his, I think, um, some other thing about money. But there's also the Kavonis of the Baal and I remember seeing them, you know, various tirufim of Kavonas Hamikra. And, you know, I, I was hoping today that you would tell me, you know, that these were, you know, Vov Tehei sounds pretty standard. I thought there would be very different tirufim of the Shema, of Havaya, or something like that. Am I, am I, am I missing the, uh, the boat that's not going into the water here? Um, no, actually, I hadn't, you know, I hadn't gotten gotten quite to the more obscure things about it but i'm just saying any any you know any kavan is going to is going to include shame yud ke bavavke and and if you're if you're imagining or you're you're focusing on the idea of this yichud vavke you know uh, of vavke then what you also want to do is you want to bring the vavke up and include it in the in the in the yud ke so that up there in this higher yichud, which is a yichud of Abba there you actually have the mikveh, where where um, where the vavke goes to become renewed and to become uh, and to become completed, and that's where you know so that's where the kiyum of the of the mitzvah is now now so what is in there in that mikveh, which mikveh is like, you know I mean it's it's located it's located in ima it's located in bina. And and uh, so so what's there? So this gets to be a little bit more complicated. But this is what the you know this is how the Ari has his has his thing. There are three tzerufim of Aleph Ke Yudke, Shem Ekia, which which Moshe Rabbeinu hears from God, right? Right. And in general, in general, the 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 principle is is that Yudke Vavke is from the side of Abba. And Aleph K Yud K is from the side of Ima. Okay? Even though that's not entirely once again, that's not entirely accurate because everything here is, is always more complicated than it seems. But let's just let's just stick with that. Right? That um, you have three tsirufim of Ekya. Now how do you get these tsirufim? You 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 spell out the letters. Like how do you spell 
the word Aleph. Aleph Lamed Pei, right? So, and how do you spell the letter? How do you spell the word Hey? So you spell it Hey Yud. How do you spell the letter Yud? Yud Vav Dalid. Okay, and by by doing this, you'll end up with three variations of Ekya. Okay, which is Milui Yudin. That's Aleph K. Yud K, where the Hays are spelled with a Yud, and then you have Aleph K Yud K, where the Hays are spelled with an Aleph, Hey Aleph, and then you have Aleph K Yud K, where the Hays are spelled Hey Hey. The last of these, uh, the you know the the last of these Aleph K Yud Ks, is Gematria Kana Kufnun Aleph. Which I I have a very very bad head for math, so I'm not signing anything here. You know, I'm not it's holding. One hundred and fifty. But it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be gematria mikvah, mm -hmm. and that would and that that would refer to like the chitzaynius of the of the vessel. Yeah, mikvah is gematria fifty one. Mem mem kuf is one hundred and forty plus. Oh, you lost me already with numbers, man. Okay, so. I'm, you see, that's why that's why I don't I don't do this kind of kavana very often because I just can't hold the math in my head. Right? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's something of a it's something of a of a weakness that I have, you know. And then the water in the mikvah comes from where? Because there are four tzirufim of of shem havaya, mm -hmm. right? There is uh, seventy two, sixty three, forty five, and and uh, and fifty two, also also known as av sog ma. And Ben, and you get this once again by spelling out the letters K and K, K and Vav in different ways. You know, if you if you spell K Yud Vav Vav Yud Vav K Yud, then you get seventy two. If you spell K Yud Vav Aleph Vav K Yud, you get you get sixty three. If you spell K Aleph Vav Aleph Vav K Aleph, you get forty five, which is Gematria Adam, by the way. And if you and if you uh, spell out um, uh, KK, Vav, Vav, KK, you get 52, right? So it would and, seem that, you know... And, and just to wrap it all up and put a bow on it, okay, the number of Yudin in these three Tzerufe Shemis um, should be nine. Or maybe in, or, or, or maybe in, the, in, the, in, the, in the four Shemis... The first one has four yudin, the second one has three yudin, um, and the other two have two yudin apiece. And I guess, uh, so does, does that equal nine? Is that I nine lost yudin? about five minutes ago. I'm, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but okay, so you have, so no, so then you add the three, then you add the, the yudin in the, in the, in the ekia sequence. And somewhere in there you get nine yudin. Nine yudin is gematria mayim. Uh -huh. All right. And also the Arbaim Sa'ah is the is the four yudin of the of the Ab of the Av name, the uh, you know, the seventy-two name. Okay. And you spell and, and you and and we're not even we're just getting warmed up in terms of I mean that, but anyway, that's the that's the Arikavana for for going to the mikvah. Which is different right? than the Baal Shem Kavana um, that I was mentioning before. Which is which is right, which is different than the Baal Shem Tov's uh, Kavana, but I, I think you know in the end when you when you when you boil everything down you know you get to the you really get to the same point yeah. um hopefully the water is not too hot when you're boiling it but I, but what i would say is uh, it sounds what it sounds like though Rav Nelson, is that you've explained things for us in a, in this 
you know, uh, very particular way, but I think it's answered a good question, which is why there's so much emphasis in the Chabad and others to get to the mikvah, even to the point that mikvah even becomes something larger than the next step. I mentioned mikvah before davening. It sounds like in many ways, it isn't, you know, just a way to wake yourself up and get into that uh, that water. It's also seemingly on some plane, uh, from a mystical standpoint, an avoda and a hechsher, which ju- it justifies pushing the zman away, which is what happens it, it, for many. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the mekubalim around here don't go for that at all. They're not. They're not in favor of pushing any money through. They, they they get up really, really early. They're very, very serious. They're very machmir on on everything, and they're and they're very. You know, and they're not they're not ecstatic really in any way either. They're not. It's almost more like like mathematicians than than, than mystics. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there there is there is one other thing that I need to add here because because if you really want to understand, you know, why like what is the level of specificity over here? So there's a kavan of doing you know there's a there's a kavan of 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 doing let's say the the mitzvah of going to the mikvah. There, that's the that's the kavana, but. You have to take into account which day of the week it is. You have to take into account which day of the year it is. You have to take into account which year it is, because, because, let's 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 imagine, for instance, that if you have Zeiranpin, you have the total that whole total fourth part suf. Okay. Each molecule of that fourth part suf is the whole part suf. Which is which is quite difficult to which is quite difficult to to conceptualize, but it's like it's like one of these, you know, it's like one of these. Um, oh, it's like DNA. Re- yeah, it's like one of these recursive things where if you take one little picture, one little piece of the picture, and you blow it up, you have the whole picture. It's 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 hologramic, okay. In in contemporary terminology, I don't, there's other ways of saying it too, but the. The I, the idea is that any you know any single evar of a partsuf, if you open it up and you look at it in of itself, it turns in not only to the whole partsuf, it turns into a whole etzchayim, starting with simsum, going through ak, going through going going through uh, you know going through shvir sakelim, going going through tikkun atzilus, all the way down, you know every every single bit is 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 everything, right? So when you so you know, the, let's say the totality of Zeranpin, which is let's say klalut of Zeranpin or klalus of Zeranpin, is 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 huge, okay. And you're just trying to nail down one. I mean, first of all, let's figure he, six thousand years. So six thousand years is 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 vav of of Zeranpin. So we're somewhere in in Yisoid, right? Toward you know towards the towards the bottom of of, of Yisoid, and 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 what year is it specifically, and what is that mechuvantu, and what day of the uh, what day of the year is it, and what month is it, and and all of that they have this all chesmed out. It's 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 insane. But when they you know when they pick this particular mitzvah, this particular day, this particular place, this particular time, they open it up. It's a whole you know it's it's a whole universe. So whatever you're doing, going to the mikvah on this particular day, it's one part of 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 the total klolus of Zeranpin. And that's really what they're very, very concerned about. They're very concerned about getting it all precisely right with an insane level of of, of precision.
Wow. And I, yeah. I guess maybe you would call it insane or maybe the most sane. It sounds wow. like okay. they are, it sounds like they, you know, they are operating on, we, we've talked before about how they are operating on, on, on a level that most of us can only, you know, sort of like sketch, yeah. like in the vaguest terms, the way you're saying it. Similar to the Ramban statements about how a person can be dovik to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, while at the same time he's talking and doing business. It seems like that they are really operating on this, on this level really beyond us. And uh, it isn't just let's get up in the morning and run to the mikvah. It sounds like no, they no, are part of, of something it's not. immense and that's really, that really holds them in, in, I wouldn't call it in stasis, actually holds them in, in, in development consistently. Now, unlike well, the rest can... of us, they're sort of like, you know, creatures of habit. They are, a makubu is a creature of complete sentience of exactly what's going on. Almost as we say, a shutif with God in terms of yeah. my separations, right? That's really at the same at the same time that they have no idea what's going on, and they don't even claim to have any idea what's going on because they don't know what they're that's part of the sheet that we don't know what we're talking about. These are concepts which are misgala from a higher world and we have no hasoga in them. By the way, did I did I ever tell you my my mushal about the about the uh the air conditioning um repair manual that fell out of an airplane into the Amazon jungle? Well, it sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, right. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's you know it's 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 worthwhile if you like if you want to understand the way these people the way these people think. Okay. Now, and I I really got started with this to tell you that the that Hasidish people Baal Shem Tov was completely not in that in that place. Okay, you had completely different. Uh, completely okay, different so why don't you give us the but, give us the Amazon jungle uh, manual, and then let's talk about Hasidus a little bit. Okay, so the Amazon jungle man, which, by the way, I have to, if I have to, uh, either confess or, or um, admit, whichever, um, that this is a mashal of my own concoction, but I, I do think it's uh, appropriate, and and it goes it goes like this: once upon a time, you know, there was a, a tribe of Indians in the in the jungle, and uh, you know they they led very tranquil lives with you know no technology and no electricity and and frankly no heat. Or no cold either, because because you know the temperature in the jungle never changes, so they they wouldn't know what heat is, they wouldn't know what cold is, and they certainly don't know what plastic is or metal or electricity. They have no idea what they're you know they have no idea of any of these things. And one day, an airplane is flying over the jungle, and a book about how to repair refrigerators falls out of the airplane and lands in the jungle. The um, the natives over there, the tribe, have realized that this is a book from a higher level of reality and uh, you know closer closer to the d- divine than they are it seems so they decide that they are going to learn this book with absolute complete dedication so they know everything about repairing refrigerators they can tell you what hook to you know what what wire to run from where to where and how to plug this in and how to you know how to fix this and and you know how the how the how the motor connects to the you know how to how the motor that connects to the compressor, except for one problem. They don't know what a motor is. They don't know what a compressor is. They don't even know what cold is, and they certainly don't know what ice is. And basically, they, you know, so what are they? What 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 do they know? Well, I mean, in sense, in some sense, they know nothing. On another sense, they also know everything. Now, to now, 
to just give you the the kind of happy ending of the story at, at some other point the plane is flying over the jungle and a cell phone falls out okay and the and the you know the uh the tribe people they learn how to use the cell phone and 20 years 50 years later every you know every refrigerator repairman who has a question is calling up the amazon jungle basin to talk to these tribes and is you know and getting all the you know so all over the world all of the refrigerators are humming and everything's working fantastically well because of this tribe of people who don't know what they're talking about that is being a makubal according to the Spartisha Dara. Now, I, I stress, yeah, it's an, it's, you know, it's an interesting thought, but that's how, you know, that's how they see it. Now, in actual fact, just uh, between... It reminds know, me a little bit... Me, it's not get... entirely accurate. Because, okay, because they do learn things. I mean, they get things. There's a lot that they, there's a lot that they do get, but they get it because they've been doing the processes for so long that you, you, definitely have a chef of of Ruch HaKadosh of some of in some way and there there are definitely things that they understand not just about how it fits together but they all about the terms that they're using also but they will generally disavow certainly you know certainly like if you're a newbie and you're coming into the and you you know coming into the base medish and you and you don't know what's going on and you you know raise your hand very timidly and you say what's yash what's yash suit you don't know what Yash Suti is. I don't know what Yash Suti is. Just continue to listen and, you know. Okay. And the guy, said, the guy says to his wife, I don't know what Yash Suti is. Why should I talk about it? Uh, you know. But, you know, 25 years later, if he's, if he's been, you know, if he's been diligent um, and dedicated and selfless, he knows a lot about Yash Sut. Um, so that is, about Funa, you know. Well, that, so that's the, the Spartic base. Um, I was going to That's say, the I, yeah. I, I was going to say that this reminds me a little bit of uh, Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game, a little bit, um, where you know that uh, you know Ender is uh, is playing this video game, and of course the video game that he's playing, um, which is sort of like a uh, to him it's sort of just a a fun element, is really creating all this 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 change. He's actually by playing this game. It's He's actually, actually killing the cockroaches, or, or no. the, the intelligent cockroaches. Is that what they're fighting? I think that's in Starship Troopers, the intelligent cockroaches. I think. No, I, I, I think it, it. Well, okay, you know, Hasvishalom, I should know such things, right? You know, but. Uh, but I think, I, I think what I happens. Think, I, is, I think, I think they're insectoid. Uh, oh, they're insectoids. Anyway, the point is, is that he thinks he's 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 just this great game player, but really, that game playing is really part of. The, the life of the planet, the life of whatever the federation of planets, yeah. whatever it is, and 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 Ender is really in a way the most important being. Although he thinks all he's doing is sort of putting stuff together and being able to you know to win the game, which he's what he's really doing is 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 is, is altering the life of billions and billions of people. So uh, I, again, I, I don't know if it's a good parallel. But, I, but it's I think not a bad parallel. It's, yeah, it actually it actually does hit does hit home. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit. I, I don't think we're going to have time for Talis Tvilin or Eno no. So let's just office. let's talk about the Balshemtovs. Uh, how the Balshemtovs? Yeah. Let's talk about the Balshemtov. Um, because the Balshemtovs' idea was that 
the spheres, the partufim, the yehudim, everything is is these are for one thing they're real entities. They're re they're really out there in Oila Matzilos. Okay, they're not they're not like um, mishalim for something else. Like some people think that you know, okay, so Kisvehari is the mushal. So what's the nimshal? And this was very far from Balshemto's way of thinking. It's also, by the way, very far from the Leshem's thinking. Okay, although it does seem to figure in quite a bit with the with, with the Ramchal. Um, but if you say it's a mushal, then it isn't really real. It's just it's just, it's just a metaphor for some other process that's happening in the in, in the world, you know. So, um, but we'll leave that aside. The you know so these are Hashem's midos. The idea is that they're being revealed so that you can receive from them, so that you can through them be mistabik in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. All right. So the idea of losing yourself in prayer or in kiyama mitzvahs, of getting you know of getting to this kind of uh, ecstasy where you're no longer self-conscious, right? And to and you know and to give yourself over to this to to this experience now, you know so the Baal Shem Tov definitely agrees that you know in the end we don't have mochin to grasp the the olam atzilut but but we have enough comprehension of the contents of olam atzilut to be mitdabek to it and to surrender ourselves to it. So the the Baal Shem Tov is all about cultivating this kind of hitbas you know. Uh, Hispatlus and cultivating this this ecstasy and cultivating some kind of like almost like an out of body experience that um, that if I mean if you take what the Kamarna Rebbe says you know the I mean the idea is to actually wake up at the end of davening and not even know that you've done it okay because you were so you know because you were so so uh, out of it but I mean there's you know there's plenty of stages before that so when you go to the there, so when you go to the mikvah the the Baal Shem, when he's is that the bittel into Ein Saif, bittel into the bittel Hayesh? What 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 is it essential? Yeah. Well, you know, essentially what it essentially what it is, it's it's a way of effacing the limitations imposed by your body. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't um, eliminate your body. It's not like you extract your soul from your body and you just leave the body behind or something. It, you know, I mean, Tum and Tahara in, in, in Yahadut always seems to assume that the body is somehow like a container that you can open. Or like, you know, like maybe one of these, one of these boxes that if you, that if you open them completely, just kind of open up in all the, a certain kind of cabinet that, that when you open up all the doors, it's completely open to, to all, you know, to all six directions. So you, so you have a body. And your, but instead of being turned inward to contain, your body is turned outward to be to be misbatel, you know. And a body that is that is afflicted by tuma is by its very nature closed and protective of itself, because you know because it's trying to hold on to itself for dear life in the in the over and against the threat of death. And going so so going into going into the mikveh means eliminating those um you know eliminating that that sense of limitation and allowing your body to actually become an open window instead of a instead of a uh, instead of a closed wall and the balshantov actually uses a, almost an abulafian uh technique on this on this point because 
Rabbi Av- Rabbeinu Avram, he, he, he had this concept that what limits us is actually the, we, we inhabit a certain kind of space within which we are locked. And that is why your body is solid. And the locks are, well, being, being the derech of Rabbi Avram Abulafia, it's, they are tzirufi oisias. And here, the oisias that you're being mitzarif are yud kevav. And as you, as you know, yud kevav has six different ways of, of being mitzarifit. And, and you can, and there's a tziruf which is above you, a tziruf which is below you, a tziruf which is off in, in, in the four directions. And the, the, the Ari, by the way, does use this kavana for lulav. Of the of the six directions and the and the tzirufa yud kevav, but the Balshemtov applied it to the mikvah. You're going you're going into the mikvah. You imagine the tzirufim above you, below you, and and you know and to and to all of your sides. And you are machaving that you are immersing yourself in memei hachesed. So Balshemtov also makes use to some extent of that uh, of that Lurianic uh, kavana about the. The nine, you know, the nine yudin and and the four yudin of 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 uh, the seventy-two of Shem Ab, um, so that by being by being immersed in this chesed, you can unlock those locks that hold your body in its in its uh, in its limited conception. Because really, what what your body is is a result of some state of mind. Now, whether this is your conscious mind or whether it's the mind of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that decided this, but but when you you know when you wish to become tahor and open and you want to leave behind your tumas carry and all the other other things that limit you, including including your averis which limit you, which is why mikvah is so essential to all kinds of tshuva according to the according to the chassidim. So that allows your body to become pure, which means to say instead of being, shall we say, a closed box on six sides, it's a it's an open container that opens completely in all directions. And that means that you've, at least for now, escaped the limitations of your mortality. Because when your body is open, that means that you are part, you know, that your, your specificity is one with the, with the, with the uh, klalut, one with the generality, one with the totality, all right? And you're one with the totality of all humanity that's ever been, and you're one with the totality of all being, and you're, therefore you're one with the totality of all the being that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows you to, you know, allows you to know. And therefore, you're one with you're one with Eilam Matzilos, and at that point, you really are tahor. You don't, you know, because death doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have a, a hold on. In that Sibur Mace. At that moment, problem is that being, you know, being in Eilam Haza, you know that when you're, when you're finished, okay, you know, the box is going to close again. And you're going to be right back where you were, but, but, uh, but nevertheless, but you're going to be ready for a different type of davening experience. And well, I'll, you will, yeah, you will, and you will have a different kind, of, a, a different kind of davening experience. And it's interesting that Tumas Keri, you know, which is, comes from uh, from uh, ejaculation, is like the big is like the big issue here that that inter- interferes with davening. And this is not, I mean, you know, this is nothing new. Okay, you have, um, you know, in the Gemara, there's all whole sugis of of tefila for Tumas Keri and and uh, Ezra, and, sure. And, Right, Takana Sezra, and and uh, is it a, is it a chiyuv? Is it not a chiyuv? So we paskin that it's not a chiyuv, but there you know what there were people that uh, that believed that Thomas Kerry would stop you from saying Shema, and if you couldn't find the mikvah in time, you were you were mafsid uh, you know mitzvah kriyashma, 
over over this. So they were so they were quite serious. And one, I think primarily the problem with with Carrie is to begin with, in the whole you know in the whole sexual act, there's a certain diminution of your of your emotional stature. It's like it's like you concentrate yourself down on on a much more so than eating, by the way, which eating, it seems, you know, that you, that you can, can maintain your expansive sense of self. But in order to actually engage in, in Isaiah, you know, you really have to press yourself down into your, into your kishkas, so to speak. Okay. And, and, and so you lose your transcendence and you become much, much more embodied. And not only that, but the whole point of becoming so embodied is to, is to, um, create progeny, which is necessary because you're going to die. You're going to die, it. right? So, so sex and death are, are are very very intimately linked, and and unlike unlike Christians who really went in for celibacy because of this. Okay, Yidden had you know the, the Torah gave you a different solution. Don't bother being celibate because you can't pull it off anyway, and it's not healthy for it's not good for you. So, and in any in any event, part of you know part of your part of your ability to invest in the future is itself the kind of openness that you need to 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 fix yourself because openness to the future and the ability to to or your you know. Well, anyway, the ability to be open to the future and open to the past and all and all of that and not fear death is, is itself one of the one of the aspects of the kind of tahara that you're trying to that you're trying to attain. So I, I going to the mikvah think, is much going to the mikvah and having a good relationship is much better than 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 trying to be trying to be celibate. Okay. I, I think also um, the way and, you're explaining it, I think we also Okay, there you go. I mean, that's that's it. I think we also understand a lot more the 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 emphasis of of women going to the mikvah before uh, having children, it's also seemingly, sure. um, you know, even though they're in a sense tapping into this eternal life force, but um, you know, uh, going to the mikvah and then adding that to uh, an act that that actually taps into this uh, the, the the eternality, I guess, of of, of mankind. Um, I think those two things go hand in hand. I think what I would just say to sum up here, uh, so is that the Balshemtiv Derach, the Chsidusha Derach, seems although it does partake and use elements of Tzirufim and Kavanas and a little bit of Gematrios, really doesn't lose sight of the big picture and understands the compressor and what the refrigerator and all these other things look like. Um, it, it it definitely has some idea of what the of of, of what the contents of Olamatzilus are like, and even if it, even if it isn't willing to completely lock them in, and in that in that respect, Kuliamaloipligi that Olamatzilus is not for human comprehension. But nevertheless, I'll call upon him. If you want to be Dovik in it, you have to know how to how it how it fits into your experience as a person during during Avodas Hashem. So um, right. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.